Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Survivor Season 40 is here with 20 past champions returning for winners at war. Survivor fans know that this is the best Survivor season in years, and we're breaking it all down after each episode on Rob Has a Podcast. I'm two-time Survivor Rob Cisternino, host of Rob's Podcast, and we've got recaps, interviews with your favorite former players, and a community of Survivor fans from all around the world. So come check out Rob Has a Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Pit, this is Dan Patrick. Uh, welcome to the program. This Monday, Hour 1, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Hope you're faring well. Boy, was I glad to get out of the house. I was sequestered. I was doing jobs. My wife was ready to kill me. And then uh, she couldn't wait. She said, how many hours is it before you get to go back to work? And uh, we reduced the staff in here by about half. The Danettes, aside from Paulie, are on location at their homes, but uh, also some of the backroom guys uh, sent them home as well. But we still want to be able to bring this show to you every single day, and uh, that's the goal. Mediocrity continues. But uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show, Fritzy is in his, is that a den? Is that a living room? It's a home office. and. Oh. Uh, I'm looking out to some light snow falling in the backyard. I got all my Astro and Bronco knickknacks all around me. Got my minimal kindness shirt on. Where where did you get all those awards? Those are a couple of Sports Center Emmy awards. I had to pay a lot of money for them to include me. Wait, when did you work on Sports Center? I worked on Sports Center from like 2002 to I don't know. I'd say about four or five years while I was also doing stuff with you and ESPN News and I didn't know you list and four quarters all that stuff. I didn't know you worked on Sports Center. Yeah, they had me uh, booking you and Sports Center and oh, lots of stuff. Oh. All I thought I was doing all the booking on Sports Center back then. <laughs> Did you? And, and, and didn't they make you pay for your Sports Emmy? Absolutely, that was a <laughs> little pricey item there. I, I also had a lobby for them to include me and just give me one of those. Uh, Seton is uh, hmm. Is that a den? Yeah, in my house we call it the music room, uh, just because that's where all my guitars are. So, uh, yeah, there's my son's piano is right over there, and get a little turntable and a bar right over here. So it's uh, it's a good spot. And McLovin, you have the most people in the smallest amount of space in your apartment in Brooklyn. Yes, uh, I put a Patriots blanket behind me so you can't see my kids if they come back and forth. What the reflection in the picture that you had there? Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> but also, no, I had to move spots because there was Brooklyn jackhammering, constructions going on, and you, who knows what's going to happen here. It's All right, well, we're, we're glad to have everybody. And uh, Paulie, of course, is here about 15 feet away from me, but I'm protected by glass here. But uh, it's you got your wish, Paulie. <laughs> just me, just you. Yeah. yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let me run down the guest list here. And it's best and worst of the weekend. We're going to try to continue business as normal here. We do start Meet Madness today, and it's a two-week voting period for the opening round. Nothing will stand in the way of Meet Madness. You guys are going to vote on who advances. Two-week voting period just for the opening round. So just keep that in mind. And uh, you can go on the website. You're going to be able to vote. Mario is going to be able to tabulate that, and then you'll decide who moves on with the Traeger Meat Madness, and the winner will win a uh, Traeger Grill. Yeah, Paulie. Mario spent all weekend in the past couple of weeks going through the Meat Madness songs, but remember when this started? It was just like a couple songs, a couple of videos. We had a little meat club on Friday. We decided to make wings. And and last year, like, 
at first three or four people sent in songs last la- a year and a half ago winter. He had like 70 or 80 songs to go through to whittle it down to 32 songs. Yeah, and, uh, you know, each year it gets better and better, and uh, it'll be tough sledding to try to win this. But, you know, we'll keep you updated on that, and uh, we'll play. We have different brackets here. We were going since it's, you know, Traeger and it's barbecue. The Memphis region will bring that uh, to you today. Play those songs. Go through all the songs if you can. They're uh, really well done. And some are good by being bad. Some are just good by being good. If you'd like to get in touch with the program on this uh, Monday, you can. Best and worst of the weekend. Phone calls. Marvin will be handling the phone calls in there. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Tony Dungy will join us from NBC Sports. He lives in Tampa. Get his thoughts on the buzz surrounding Tom Brady. Also, where does Jameis Winston end up? Where does Cam Newton end up? Looks like the Patriots are going into battle with Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. (laughs) At least that's where it stands now here in March. Mark Cuban of the Mavericks will join us coming up a little bit later on. And Bobby Hurley, former Duke All-American point guard, of course, Arizona State head coach. We'll talk to him. I'm curious if he watched the replay on CBS of that uh, Eastern Regional, the Elite Eight, when uh, at the spectrum with Kentucky and Duke when Leitner hits the shot. But uh, we thought it'd be fun to talk to Burb, Bobby Hurley about that. And uh, also, what do you do as a college coach right now with recruiting, with your players? They can't work out. So Hurley will join us coming up. We've now gone through two weekends without live sports, and it's been interesting to see how the networks have filled the time. As I mentioned, you know, with the tournament, CBS treated us to uh, the 1992 Duke-Kentucky Elite Eight game. I think it's the best college game that I've ever seen. There are a lot of great moments in NCAA history, but that one with what was on the line, how it played out, it was a great game from start to finish. And you had, you know, star players, Jamal Mashburn fouled out, Leitner, Hurley, Grant Hill, two Hall of Fame coaches there, and one of the great endings that we've ever seen in NCAA history. Sports is such a big part of our collective memory, and moments like the Leitner shot are just one of the many. And this weekend, people probably watched a lot of college basketball. Old Super Bowls were being replayed. They had, you know, condensed versions of Super Bowls that were being replayed on the NFL Network. There's videos on YouTube. And it's not the same as live sports. We know that. But it's the best we can do for now, and I'm hopeful that uh, we'll start creating some more memories soon enough. I also saw where they've yet to decide if the Olympics are going to be held. The IOC has set a deadline to decide on 2020, and now there's a chance they could push it back to 2021. You have athletes who can't work out. I, I don't know how you can hold these games. Uh, Canada's already said no. Australia is on the verge of saying they're not sending their athletes here. But, you know, if you can just give a plan B, have a plan B. I mean, that's what we have to do as a society. You know, 2021, okay. It's not ideal, but nothing's ideal now. But you got to think about these these athletes here. That That's my biggest concern with all of this. They, how do you get together? You know, if you're going to have a volleyball team, uh, you know, any kind of team sport trying to get somebody together. You can work out individually, but trying to have that collective cohesion where you have a team is going to be really difficult to do. So they're going to wait a month, and then I, I, you know, I go back to I don't see the NBA coming back. I can't imagine that you'd have the Olympics with all of these athletes from all of these countries converging in Tokyo. 
And who knows where we're going to be with this virus by then. Baseball, they're trying to hold on and you know salvage a season, half a season, three-quarters of a season. The NHL is doing the same thing. It's all in a state of flux. And I, I don't want to say, boy, cancel it, and then go back and go, boy, we shouldn't have canceled it. I think you got to be fair to the athletes, even baseball. I was told by a friend uh, you know, who was in management in Major League Baseball, a front office, and he said, it's going to take four weeks to get us ready to play regular season games. So let's say it's mid-May. That, I mean, that's a pipe dream to me, but let's say mid-May baseball comes back. Now it's going to be at the end, it'll be beginning of June, where you would probably play baseball. How long can you continue to play the season? You know, you're going to go into November. We're already into November. And the weather issues. So just trying to find what is that cutoff date? And uh, I, that's why I thought having Mark Cuban on would be great. Is there, does he believe there's a cutoff date for the NBA season where you say we're just not going to be able to play? And these players coming back, how long does it take to get back into game shape? Because we've all heard this. You can practice. You can work out. There's nothing like being in game shape, game conditions. And that's part of this that, hey, baseball's coming back. Well, that means they're not coming back to play because the athletes have to get ready. It's almost like you're going to have to do a, a miniature spring training again. What's the poll question we have today, Paulie? Or is McLevin, McLevin, are you able to handle the poll question uh, duties there? Well, we have a couple options here. Paulie has a great Olympic one that you can ask him, and I have a couple NFL. Which uh, direction do you want to go? Well, let me go to yours, and then I'll go to Paulie. Okay, so the Patriots signed Brian Hoyer. Hypothetical. If they go with Hoyer and Stidham, who wins more games, Tom Brady and the Bucks or the New England Patriots? Ooh, boy. I think they're around nine and a nine, nine and a half, somewhere there. I'm, I'm all in on the Bucks, so I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. This is what I wondered about. Brian Hoyer might be good enough to start for the Patriots, but he wasn't good enough to start for the Colts. So that one had me confused that you're bringing in Phillip Rivers. If you had Brian Hoyer... Well, he could start for New England, but he couldn't start for the Colts, and you could have saved yourself a little bit of money there, it feels like. What else do you have in the club? Okay, the next question was, who actually does start for the Patriots in week one? Is it Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, or other? Is there a possibility you might want to group Winston and Newton together as a big free agent? I'm going to say uh, Hoyer starts for him. Just feels like that that might be the safe way to go into a season there. Yeah, Paul. I saw a couple of hosts that Jameis Winston is in play for the backup role of the Saints. If you were Winston and his agent, would you suck it up and take way less money to be a backup with the Saints, knowing you could take over that franchise in a year and a half and have a really nice franchise indoors for yours and get that second leg of your career? He's really young. Yeah, but you got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is the quarterback who is in waiting, according to Sean Payton. I I, I don't think – I mean, Jameis Winston is going to have to take a backup role, plain and simple. Uh, Cam Newton is going to have to take a backup role, it feels like. And Andy Dalton's probably going to have to take a backup role. What else do you have, McLovin? Wait, quick question off that. What about a team like the Redskins where you can compete for the starting job for Jameis or Cam? Does that make sense, or is that just a dead end? No, I think that Cam would be in play for the Redskins because of Ron Rivera. I, I just don't know how they, what they think of Dwayne Haskins. I know what the owner thinks of Dwayne Haskins, 
But the people who are smart people, I want to know what they think of Dwayne Haskins. And that would be the big concern. Are you all in on him? And do you want to bring in Jameis, who's going to try to win that starting job? And that's where it gets a little dangerous. If you've already wasted a first-round pick on Dwayne Haskins, you bring in Cam Newton. Now what do you do with Haskins? Um, so, And I don't even know what Cam is right now. If Cam is completely healthy, I would certainly bring him in if I'm Washington. Jameis Winston, you know, everybody says, oh, could you imagine him uh, in New England? I, I can, but I don't think Bill Belichick can. And I think that he's got wonderful talent, and maybe if he's with some smart people, but keep in mind he was with Bruce Arians last year. All these people that Brady has confidence in, Jameis Winston had those guys, and what did he do? He threw 30 interceptions. So I don't – it's not one of those, well, you know, receivers went the wrong route, and uh, you got to have the right offensive coordinator, right head coach. Okay, he had great receivers. And he had a wonderful head coach, offensive-minded coach, and experienced offensive-minded people on the staff. I would be very nervous. I think he's got to figure out, you know, how to play the position eventually. Talent-wise, great. But, you know, that hasn't been the issue here. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, and you mentioned on Friday that Tua might not be able to do the physicals he wants, like Cam, too. How are teams approaching this? What have you heard about that? Uh, they're – uh, a source said to me that there's real concern with Tua that they can't get the medical, they can't get all the information they need. Now it's going to be an even bigger risk, from what I was told. If you're going to go all in on Tua, you know, can you get the information you need in time? The fact that you're not going to, he's not going to be a pro day. Uh, you know, the draft is going to be by remote. You're not going to be around him, and then to try to get him and say, all right, we want to put him through a workout. When can you do that? Because the draft is, you know, what, a month away? Yeah, Paul. Could you do simulated workouts just like we're doing here? Imagine you had a camera and a feed going out to all 32 teams and Tua does a pro day, and you have a person with him, like a, a coach, a middleman, and it tells Tua, here's the request from the teams. Here's what we want you to do. And he can go either with all the teams, all 32 teams, and do a public pro day, or not public, but public to those teams. And then a handful of them could do individual ones, and it could be camera set up with him, his coach, and a couple wide receivers who are nowhere near each other. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, it's weird how these old school guys, they want to, and I was told this, they like being in front of somebody and listening to them throw the ball. Like, how does it sound? How does it, you know, does it have that acceleration there? Like, if you've been around guys, when you watch them throw a baseball in person, it's so different than watching on TV because you can hear that. And you can, like, there's that extra whoosh. That's what I was told about Tua. They want to be in in front of him. They they you know instead of doing something via Skype or something, you know they want to be there. And but they need the medicals. I, I also started to look at all the things that have happened. So seven days ago, look at what's happened with the NFL. Tom Brady's a Buccaneer. Sean Payton's in quarantine. DeAndre Hopkins got traded. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston are without a team. Philip Rivers is a Colt. Nick Foles is a Bear. DeForest Buckner a Colt. Stephon Diggs is a Bill. Todd Gurley a Falcon. Teddy Bridgewater a Panther. Amari Cooper got paid an insane amount of money. Miami brought in Byron Jones. Uh, who else? Darius Slay out of Detroit. Uh, Kirk Cousins got a contract extension. Jadavion Clowney is uh, still without a team. 
Like that's all of that's transpired in the last seven days. Pretty incredible. It's not like we have a lot of other signings left, but that's that's certainly filled up quite a bit of time here in the last seven days. We're starting to find out a little bit more about this is all about spin. When it happened, I said, watch for the spin, read for the spin, listen for the spin in New England. Now you're getting Tom Brady's side of the story. You may not get Belichick's side of the story, but Seth Wickersham uh, had a uh, lengthy article on Tom Brady and how he felt, uh, how he felt, you know, kind of uh, disrespected there, not appreciated. And I understand all those things where he finally just said, what, why, what am I doing this for? Well, you were doing it because you probably thought that's the best place you had a chance to win a Super Bowl. Now that's gone. You, you know, your, your legacy firmly cemented. Now you go have fun. And that's what he's going to do. I sent the Danettes a picture because I hope that they bring back the creamsicle uniforms, the white ones with the, 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 you know, the lettering and the numerals, that cream uh, in Tampa. And it was Trent Dilfer wearing number 12 in that picture at the line of scrimmage. And I thought, I could put Brady in that uniform. I saw where his jersey sales are up 900%, which makes sense going to a new team. I don't, I don't know who would be second on that list when it comes to jersey sales. Let's see, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, nah, Philip Rivers at Colt, nah, Nick Foles, nah, Stephon Diggs, Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater. Todd Gurley, a Falcon, no. Mari Cooper stays. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, right? yeah. So I can understand where Brady's jerseys. Uh, what's the Olympic pole, Paulie? All right. Now, this is a weird opportunity, even though it's a negative. Let's say the Olympics are pushed back. The, the Tokyo Olympics are pushed back to summer 2021, right? Then the following Olympics in Paris will be 2024, which will be a three-year window. No big deal because Paris knows their, their timeline. And then L.A. Olympics are scheduled for summer 2028. I'm in favor of changing the entire Olympic model and bucking tradition and going to the Olympics every three years. You give the athletes... Um, a much greater chance to make the Olympics more than once in their career, multiple times in their career. You know, three years is still long enough where the average fan will miss all those niche sports and track and field and swimming and so forth. And you'll make way, way more money. Think you have an extra Olympics every couple of years based on the schedule. And all you have to do is you don't have to change Paris 2024 at all. All you have to do is ask Los Angeles to move up from 2028 to 2027. Los Angeles is almost ready for the Olympics now. All their stadiums will be in place and ready to go just a few years. There's a city that knows how to host the Olympics and has done so before. You could easily move the Olympics to every three years and make way more money. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of years ago where we thought if you do it, then maybe you help out these athletes be able to participate in more Olympic games. Will the Rams stadium be done by 2027, Paulie? I just want to make sure. Not quite sure about that. Too easy. Too yeah. easy. All right, uh, 19 after the hour, uh, we'll settle on a poll question. Tony Dungy will join us coming up. Where does he think Jameis Winston and Cam Newton will end up? Mark Cuban will stop by. We'll check in with the former Duke point guard, Bobby Hurley, a little bit later on in the program. And uh, if you'd like to dial us up, you know, if you're stuck at home and uh, you want to talk sports, feel free. You can uh, also watch. You can see Fritzy's official office there, Seton's music room. <laughs> And McLovin's apartment, Paulie here in the man cave with me. 877 3DP show. We're back after this with Tony Dungy on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. 
It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including the $750,000 poker suit. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Boys are on remote. Paulie and I are here in the man cave. And wherever you are, if you want to join us, you can. If you want to just watch or listen, you can. And uh, you can watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Fritzy, what'd you watch uh, this weekend? Fritzy? Seton, what did you watch this weekend? <laughs> Well, I watched some of Fritzy. I actually spent a little time at Todd's house this weekend, which was pretty fascinating. Oh. What? You buried the lead? <laughs> you buried the lead? Wow. I, hold on. I'm ripping up the rundown. Yeah. I yeah, I went questions. there on uh, on Saturday. I was there for about two hours uh, just sort of helping him work with, with his home office there, and that was fascinating. But you did all the work. Uh, well, yeah, uh, Todd's wife and I, uh, <laughs> even his daughter chipped in a little bit and, uh, the toddler was, was doing the best he could. Todd? He was very, very helpful and very patient. Can you hear me though? What happened there? I did. So something popped off my screen for some reason, so I wasn't able to unmute my mic. Did you make a mistake? I might've, I probably clicked something that I shouldn't have clicked okay. and it made everybody disappear for a second. Why is it always somebody else's fault? I'm not saying it was somebody else's fault. I'm saying I must have clicked something that made everything disappear. So I was trying to find my mute, unmute on my uh, on my mic here. What did you see at uh, Todd's house that will scar you for life, Seton? Uh, you know, I don't know if I saw anything that would scar me for life. It was very calm. It was a very peaceful house. Um, he had a lot of memorabilia in his uh, <laughs> in his office there. A lot of pictures. A lot of like he's got a Wheaties box with his face on it somehow. Like, oh. What? This is crazy. What about you, McLovin? What did you watch this weekend? I watched the Saints-Niners regular season game from this season where George Kittle ran for like 50 yards on that last play. It was 48-46. Do you remember that game? I couldn't believe how dramatic that was. I'd forgotten. Yeah, that was toe-to-toe. That's when we were wondering how Garoppolo would do on the road, and uh, certainly did. And you're starting to get some of this information that the Raiders were sniffing around the Tom Brady situation prior to him going to Tampa, that San Francisco was a little bit interested. Like you're starting to hear a little bit more of were teams really that interested in Tom Brady. Uh, Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, joining us on the program. Good morning, Tony. How's the family? 
Good morning. We're doing well. We're trying to just hold the fort, uh, not being able to go see other people, and, and that's got my kids a little cabin feverish. But uh, all in all, we're doing great. How many kids are in the house right now? <laughs> Eight right now. <laughs> oh, my. We, we can't go anyplace else. <laughs> if we go anywhere, we can't meet anybody. Uh, what's the barbershop talking about? Uh, barbershop is fired up. They, they uh, think we're going to the Super Bowl, and uh, everyone's excited about this acquisition, the feeling that uh, you know Brady will – not only you know play well, but elevate everybody else's game, and uh, you know they're they're excited for the first time in a long time. And uh, you of course live in Tampa, but what was your initial reaction when you found out Brady was going there? I was surprised because I I didn't think this would be a destination spot uh, for him. But when when you look at everything and, and what they have in place, uh, they've got a lot of weaponry on offense. Uh, Todd Bowles is here. The defense played better last year. The only negative is, you know, you're in a tough division, and uh, they're going to have to deal with the Saints and try to get over that hump. But uh, all in all, when you stop and think about it, uh, other than maybe the, the offensive line, which wasn't great last year, everything else is in place. All right, let's go around uh, the league with some of the other things that uh, happened. First of all, Jameis Winston and Cam Newton on the outside looking in. Uh, if you had to take one. I think you take Jameis because of the youth and uh, health right now. Cam, I, I love Cam, but, you know, I haven't really seen him at full speed in a year. Hopefully he is. Hopefully he's over all the injuries. And if you've got that, then you know, you, you've got some weaponry. But um, not knowing if, if I had to choose, especially in this environment where you're not going to get a lot of information, I, I think I'd take Jameis Winston and try to, try to work with that. Um, I, I said – even before the, the Bucks decided all this, you know, you look at Jameis's numbers and Peyton Manning's numbers in those first five years, and there's not a lot of difference other than Peyton's team won more. Uh, Peyton had, you know, a lot of interceptions. He had a lot of things that, that he overcame, but his second five years were tremendous. And I think Jameis, you know, maybe could have done that. The other thing Peyton had was he had the benefit of being in the same system same offensive coordinator for five years, and Jameis didn't have that. So there's a lot of things you could say. I think the young man is talented. We'll see what happens. You got the Patriots situation. Brian Hoyer wasn't good enough to start for the Colts, who brought in Phillip Rivers, but he might be good enough to start for the Patriots. Explain that to me. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're going to find out with the Patriots if it, if it was uh, – you know, system and scheme and coaches and everything or how much Tom Brady had to do with all that. And and that's what we'll see. Bill Belichick has had success. He won with Matt Castle. He's won with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's won with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I, I'm not going to shortchange the Patriots and say it can't be done. We'll, we'll have to see. Phillip Rivers, one-year deal with the Colts. What are the Colts doing? You know, I, I think they're loading up on, on this year. And, you know, I thought Jacoby Brissett played well at the beginning of last year. And then you get all the injuries. Ebron went out. T.Y. Hilton was hurt. The, the backs by the end of the season, Marlon Mack was injured and banged up a little bit. Uh, they, they've got a good offensive line. They've got quality skill position guys. I think they're looking at Phillip Rivers being that, that guy who can maybe take them to the promised land this one year and then see what happens. But you can you see a scenario where Andrew Luck comes back? I really can't. Knowing Andrew, I don't know him that well, 
but I think his decision was well thought out. I, I think there was a lot of mental pressure on him. There's the fact that he, he was getting hurt a lot. And I, I think he just made the decision, uh, it, it's time to step away. And I, I don't think he made that lightly. I don't see him, you know, all of a sudden saying, hey, I took a year off and my body feels better and now I'm coming back. If he thought he might do that, I don't think he would have called it a retirement in the first place. He would have said, I'm stepping away for a year and seeing seeing what happens. So I, I just don't think he's coming back personally. He's Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, on loan from NBC Sports. I'm also trying to figure out some situations here like the Rams uh, and, and the running back in general because I, my philosophy has been I'm going to use you up for five years and then I'm going to move on. Like If I'm Dallas, I wouldn't have re-signed Ezekiel Elliott. With that offensive line, I can get a, a quality running back in there. You're seeing what happened with the Chargers and Melvin Gordon, the discount that he had to take to go to Denver. Devontae Freeman, uh, now you got Todd Gurley, you know, limping out of L.A. to go to Atlanta here. Um, I, what is the future of the running back, the true running back? Like, you know, if you're looking at what is going on right now, it, is this going to be what a running back looks like in five years? I think it really is. I think you're seeing the game shift to uh, quarterback, offensive line, skill position guys, and then you, you plug in a running back. The days of Jim Brown or Walter Payton, and, and we build everything around that, I think it's over. Uh, you can look at the cold situation in the last uh, 15 years, and Edwin James was definitely a Hall of Fame guy, and Marshall Falk was a Hall of Fame guy, but they started with Payton and Marshall Falk, and you put Peyton Manning and a bunch of gifted receivers, and that running back's going to have opportunities. So, hey, Marshall Falk gets too expensive, we let him go. We draft Edron James. Edron James has two phenomenal years and five really, really good years. We let him go. The, the year he was injured, Dominique Rose gets 1,000 yards. Yeah. Okay, and we let, Marsh, uh, we let Edron go. Draft Joseph Adai, he leads the rookie running back. He gains 1,000 yards. Uh, you let him go and plug in the next guy, Donald Brown. <laughs> and it worked because you have Peyton Manning and you have those receivers. So I, I just think that's going to be the value of the running back position overall. People are going to say, you know what, I can draft the guy. and Maybe I can't draft Ezekiel Elliott, but I draft Marlon Mack. And, and he produces for me just fine as long as I have the other elements. Well, is it easier to find a wide receiver or a running back now in the draft? I think it's easier to find a, a running back. Yeah. Uh, those, those gifted wide receivers, that's what you want. That's what everybody's looking for. That's what you're going to pay for. And, uh, you know, if I was the Cowboys, I, I would definitely have paid Amari Cooper and just say, you know what, if, if I don't have Zeke, I, I'll get someone. Yeah, I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. They're going to be in salary cap hell here, Tony. And you know, well, they're they're building the, uh, to try to win one, and that's been Jerry's philosophy. I need to win a Super Bowl, and uh, they they may be able to do it, but it, I don't know that it's going to sustain long term. They're going to have to keep turning over personnel. But this is a team that didn't even win a you know broken division last year, Tone. I agree with you. I, I think they're talented enough to do it. Now, they, they had some injuries, too. And that's the thing. When you shoot for one year, you get one injury, and, and it's you know it goes up in smoke. Uh, that's why I think you're, you're more uh, suited to build for the long term and try to be good for five or six years, and then you, you win a couple of times in there. But if you put all your
all your eggs in one year's basket, a lot mm-hmm. of things can go wrong. Yeah, I think that's what happened to the Rams. I think that the, yep. the Cowboys are headed in that direction where you, you load up. You know, it's almost like you got a five-year window, and then after that your quarterback gets paid, and you start to lose players, and then you have patchwork, you know, lineups there. Uh, and I think that's going to happen to Dallas. I, I don't know what Dak Prescott is holding out for. Like, how much more? Is it $1 million? Is it $2 million more per year? Uh, because, you know, Mahomes is going to come in and, you know, blow him out of the water. Deshaun Watson's going to make more. I just don't know, like, what is a good value for Dak Prescott? You know, I, I think, boy, you know, Tom Brady really showed us if you try to win and you uh, make it so that your team can have those other weapons and you win, everything's good for you as a quarterback. Uh, you're going to get the endorsements. You're going to make money. You're going to be in situations where everybody's looking at you because you're winning. And that, that's something you can't forget about and the agents can't forget about. Well, Dak's getting that play. now, Tony. Dak makes, I agree. Dak, I, I agree. Cowboys quarterback makes a lot of money off the field. And yeah. that, that's where, you know what, you should make all the money you can make. But if I'm Dak Prescott, how much more do I need to make? And you know, do I want a three-year deal guaranteed, a five-year deal guaranteed? Get your money. No matter what you get, it's not. You know, in two years from now, we'll look back and go. You know, you're the eighth or ninth highest-paid quarterback in the game. I just, I, I'm curious about that. And yes, Jerry does want to win, and uh, I just, I think he wants to win so bad one more that you might put you, you know, the future of this team in doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Hey, I agree. Um, the, people don't know you play defensive back in uh, in uh, the NFL with the Steelers, and I was curious: the best running back you ever tackled, or at least tried to tackle? Uh, I would have to say Earl Campbell. In in my time there, um, Walter Payton was in the league. We didn't play them every. I only played against Walter once, but Earl Campbell was the guy. <laughs> you you just. You uh, <laughs> had a lot of gifts for your defensive lineman that week. Hey, you guys get it going. Don't let him come through with a full head of steam into the second day. He was so – I mean, he, he oh, was just gosh. different. And and his shoulder pads, I mean, I think they would be illegal <laughs> <laughs> in this, this game today. They were so big. Uh, but he carried them well. And, and great guy, too. Uh, you know, was just a, a tremendous guy. But uh, you didn't want to see him come through the line with a full head of steam. Good luck there uh, with all of those kids, and uh, kind of love your wife. I hope Lauren's, <laughs> hope Lauren's doing well. Yeah, we're, we're holding the fort down, and we've got Brady Mania here, so we're all, all good. Has anybody bought a Brady jersey yet? Uh, our kids have tried. We haven't been out. We haven't okay. been able to get out, but they've definitely seen them, and, uh, you know, we're on board. We're, we're thinking Super Bowl. All right. Thank you, Tony. Good to talk to Alrighty. you. See you, DP. That's uh, Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer. Yeah, they try to get those jerseys. That uh, you know, I don't know. Do they have them on the website? I saw where Chris Godwin is saying that he'll give Brady the number twelve. If I'm Chris Godwin, I make Tom pay a little bit there. I don't know what you could ask for, but uh, I would probably say, "Hey, Tom, TV twelve, I'd be uh, willing to give it to you, but might have to give me something there." We'll take a break. Got our play of the day coming up next here, and your phone calls as well. Mark Cuban next hour on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. 
It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. But this guy, Kim Andre Knudsen, one to look out for. He shows some real strength in the semis. What's he got this time around? Oh, beautiful Dutch. Look at that acrobatic skill. That's a triple. Oh, beautiful. So how nice oh, are the it. judges going to be? Oh, that's the score right there. 48 points. ESPN The Old Show. <laughs> Little house of pain there. The Death Diving World Championship. In primetime, of course, they had other items, uh, putt-putt championships. They had the uh, Johnsonville Brat Eating World Championship. Mm. I'm not that desperate yet. I'm not that desperate to watch the Ocho yet. But eh, check in with me at the end of the week. Gentlemen, listen up. Tacova's boots, handmade, full-grain leathers, world-class boot makers, Tacovas cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you at amazing prices, shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. Visit tacovas.com slash dp, Tacovas, Western Goods, for new frontiers. Get some phone calls here. Meet Madness, got songs that uh, you're going to be voting on. Opening round is open. The voting is open for two weeks just for the opening round. Tony Dungy was talking about Jameis Winston and the comparisons to Peyton Manning through the first five seasons. Now, I knew Peyton struggled the first couple of years, but you look at the numbers here. First five years, Peyton had 10 more starts than Jameis did. He's got 1,000 more passing yards, 17 more touchdowns. Keep in mind, 10 more starts for Peyton over Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, 88 interceptions. Peyton had 100. Of course, if you add 10 games to Jameis, he's going to have more than 100. Passer rating, Jameis Winston, a better passer rating than Peyton Manning through the first five seasons, if you buy into that. Uh, Completion percentage, just about the same. And uh, the one loss record is the big difference, 42 and 38 for Peyton, 28 and 42 for Jameis Winston. But as Tony said, Peyton Manning went to a better team than Jameis Winston. But Jameis has talent. Nobody's denying that. I just don't know if he's a leader. I don't know if he's the guy who is going to be – in the film room studying, like, how do I get better? And if you're going to tell me, well, he's had all these offensive coordinators and head coaches, okay, but the guys that they had last year are the same guys that Tom Brady's going to have, and Tom Brady seems pretty confident in Bruce Arians and the rest of that staff. He can't use that as uh, an excuse for Jameis Winston. Doug in Florida joins us. Hey, Doug, what do you have for me? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, today, sir. Good, uh... Sixth even, uh, dropping 195. So, uh, as a season pass member to the Bucks, you can't personally buy a Tom Brady right now. They did send out an email with a white kind of Pro Bowl-looking zero. 
Brady, yeah. we are getting new designs this year, so they sent out an email saying that sometime early next week or the following week, they're going to release the new designs for the Buccaneers. So you can reserve a jersey is what you're saying? Yes, yes, sir. You can pre-order them now, but they don't uh, release until the following week or the week after. They said one of the first two weeks of April. Um, McLevin, would you update the poll results for me through the first uh, 45 minutes? Okay, do you want the Olympics every three years or every four years? 68% say every four years. All right. Yes, Todd. Todd? I'm here. Never mind. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. I, I thought you raised your hand to you had something to say. I do not. Okay. I, was, I was pointing actually to my daughter who decided to print something for school. Okay. Right. And that, uh, that probably messed you up. This, they knew this was going to happen. This point. isn't going to go well. It's not. It's not. Seton, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually, I'm really enjoying watching this show play out in front of me. It's <laughs> pretty hilarious. I said we needed to rehearse. Uh, you said we should, but you, we didn't actually rehearse. Todd? Did you get my note about Chris Godwin and the charity? No, I just wanted to make sure that you were connected here. Yes, Eden. I'm actually most fascinated right now with Andrew's uh, Patriots blanket behind him. That's a fascinating uh, turn of events there, that of all the teams in the, in the league, you would have a Patriots blanket. Why do you have a Patriots blanket, McLevin? Well, a few reasons. Uh, I am close personal friends with Brian Hoyer. Uh, I met him once, and he seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> and I love Jared Stidham, so I think I'm changing allegiance. Did you take that from one of our Super Bowl sets? I'm having audio problems, Dan. I don't <laughs> know what you said there. No, no, it's, it, you can hear me, though, right? No, I, I'm cutting oh, out, you are? Okay. Cutting out. Right. Construction. Yeah, okay. I had a couple of phone calls here. Uh, ben in Wisconsin. Ben, best and worst of the weekend. They stay my call, Dan. Five ten and uh, pre quarantine two ten. Who knows after all the snacking? Um, uh, first things first. I want to thank for taking call. I've tried calling multiple times, and this is my first time getting through. I have a uh, best and the worst of the weekend. Um, worst is me watching Wisconsin Badger replay games on Big Ten Network, yelling at my TV like they're happening live and getting angry, even though I know the outcome. And best has to be every pizza place that I've called to try to get pickup from. They have been unable to uh, get my order. That would that would be your worst, I think, but not your best. I was able to get through to one pizza place, though. So good to see the community come through. Yeah, Paul. I'm crushing the takeout this weekend, Dan. There's a barbecue place near me. They have a situation where you call to order the barbecue, right? They give you a big bag full of barbecue, and they have a little table, a little bench right outside the building. You drive up, you call in your order, you pay for it, and you just you can really open your car window and just grab and go. I can, this could catch on. Uh, I don't want it to catch on too much, but if, if it if it you know I'm trying to help the local restaurants here, and and you try to get carry out, uh, and there's only a couple of them that have that available, but uh, hopefully we get an opportunity, you know, because there's such a financial crisis going on with these. You know, smaller businesses. And Mark Cuban is basically saying he'll join us coming up. These billionaires need to step up. You know, these big companies need to step up now is when they need to. And uh, Mark will join us and uh, tell us about that process there. 
We'll get to more phone calls coming up. The uh, Meat Friday songs, the uh, Meat Madness, the brackets are up, and uh, you'll be able to hear those songs. Actually, during the uh, live look-ins on YouTube, you can hear those songs and some of the matchups that we have. But two-week voting process, and uh, you'll enjoy the songs. There's a lot of great work that's uh, being done by our audience. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at nampatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Todd? I'm here. Okay. Just want to check. Just want to make sure you're I, doing I it. apologize. I was, my daughter was printing something. And she it's okay. Something Somebody else's fault. <laughs> All right. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcast in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 